Hello, y'all. Um, uh, yeah, big part of my everyday life. And that is that the joy of the Lord is my strength. It's in Nehemiah 8 verse 10 and it is something I live by every day. We'll try to anyway. So, um, yeah, I definitely don't want to come across today as someone that um, is sharing this from a place that um, I think she's been through everything in her life and I've learnt lots of lessons. That's not how I'm sharing this today at all. Um, I'm sharing it from a place of, uh, from biblically and revelation that God has give me, given me in a time that I wasn't even um, going through anything in particular. So I yeah, don't want to downplay your hardship and that what you're going through isn't hard or never-ending or whatever um, or that ignorance is bliss and just turn this, you know, put a smile on and life will all be fine and dandy. Um, definitely don't want um, that to come across today but um, from a place that, yeah, God has taught me, I think, in preparation for challenges that are to come. And there was a time when I was um, in Bible college. I went to Bethel in um, California, went straight out of school and was in my room one night spending time with God. I wasn't crying out for his help in that particular moment or like I was going through a time. It was I was reading my word and spending time with him. And I just began laughing and laughing and laughing. And um, I guess those times when Penny and I used to have lots of these times at our dinner table where you just laugh uncontrollably and then you forget what you're actually laughing about, but you can't stop. That was me minus my sister. So here I am just laughing in my room by myself um, at who knows what. But all night, I didn't sleep a wink. I smiled, I laughed, I smiled, I laughed, and then it was morning. And I was like, oh, wow. Um, And... I thought, I'm going to be wrecked for college today. I'm going to be a mess, fall asleep in class. But I felt great. And um, I went about my day and you couldn't wipe the smile off my face. I was um, feeling really good. Uh, But, yeah, I've had twins since and had many other sleepless nights and they have not felt the same. (laughs) But I was thankful for that one night. Uh, But it was God making this scripture very real to me in my life. Like I said, it wasn't because I was pleading um, or praying to God for strength. It was, I was learning about God. I was in college and getting taught um, about God and he just wanted to make this super tangible for me to learn. Um, That um, how energized I was that next day with no sleep he proved this God-given joy gave me physical, mental and emotional strength. Um, I'd, I guess I just feel like if we learn something from the Bible that we'll feel strong spiritually and neglect that. But it, yeah, how I felt physically was what stood out to me. You know, no sleep, but this joy became, yeah, not just spiritually strong to face what I might come across, but physically. Um, yeah, so I'll forever still be learning about it. But uh, I feel like it was a time, not just for a funny event for me to remember, but something for me to draw upon when I do go through things and a reminder. So I want to speak to you about it today of what God's taught me. Like I said, not because I've faced every challenge known to man, um, but uh, yeah, what God's shown me. And there's an obvious reason uh, why we need his strength. And that's because we all have weaknesses. Yeah, if you didn't know it, you do. Um, 
I'm not perfect and I'm sorry, but none of you are perfect. So it means we have a weakness somewhere and God wants to be our strength. Um, we don't, um, uh, God hates to see us feeling defeated in situations, small or large, when he has the resources um, like joy and so much more to help us through. You know, you're not going through it alone. Uh, there is an end to it as much as the 10 years you've been battling it might feel like forever. And it, that is a very long time. Um, my heart goes out to you when there seems to be no end to your situation or the hardship that you're going through. Um, but I do believe that if we don't learn to use these tools and resources that God has given us, that when it comes to crunch time, we are the example to this world of what a God can do for us. And if we handle it, I guess, like in our own human strength or in our weaknesses then we're not setting an example at all um, because he has this resource that's available to us so we need to be able to learn to draw upon it and I hope I can help teach you that um, about joy anyway so we want to be able to use this joy for ourselves in trials but also be that example to others um, where they can see even in coronavirus like we know that there's a God that's going to get you know, he's won the victory. We know the end story, but a lot of people do not. And we need to be able to shine that through to, to others. Now, there was a devotion I was reading on the Bible app a couple of weeks ago about joy and stress. And it sort of it stated that um, we are less equipped uh, today and more stressed than ever in our culture today. In the midst of this growing stress, culture tells us the best we can do is push on and chase the next happy moment. These happy moments are temporary, temporary uh, relief from our mounting stress. And if we are fortunate enough, they make us forget about it, but only momentarily. And that, that's, I guess, happiness, is that it's gratification based on, on, on something, on a moment. An event happens, whether that's childbirth or whatever, you're happy. I mean, it's, part of that is joyful, but the difference with joy is that it's an internal satisfaction we feel when we pursue well-being and success, even through great difficulty. Yes, it makes us feel better and more positive, the same as happiness, but it differs from it that it can be present through difficult times. When we face challenges, it's impossible to be happy. Our, our external circumstances won't allow us to be happy, but it is possible to experience joy. This internal joy allows us to draw on a greater strength, which is God's strength that can get us through anything. The idea of this is that joy can be present the whole time and is a vital part of growing through our circumstances rather than happiness, which may reprieve us from our reality temporarily. In Romans 15, 13, it says, May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him, so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. We see in the book of uh, Philippians, Paul is in jail and he's constantly repeating, rejoice, rejoice, and again I say rejoice. How can he rejoice when he's in most, the, one of the most stressful, stressful situations imaginable? Guarantee I would not be talking about joy if I were in jail. <laughs> 
But this scripture sums it up for me in Romans 5, 3 to 5. He says, not only that, but we rejoice in our sufferings, knowing that suffering produces endurance, endurance produces character, and character produces hope. Hope does not put us to shame because God's love has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has given it to us. So joy is very foundational to getting you through your trial, getting you through the circumstance. As we see here, it, we rejoice in suffering. It produces endurance. I want to talk through um, a few points of how, hopefully, what joy can do in your life. Um, and firstly, that is that we need to receive his joy. Joy is um, one of the fruits of the Spirit. So in Galatians 5, it talks about what we receive from the Holy Spirit when we accept him. And one of those is joy. So it's there for the taking. If you've got the Holy Spirit this morning, you have joy. It's in there somewhere. Um, there's a, uh, an encouragement, I should say, that Jimmy tells the music team quite often. And that's that if you've got God on the inside, can someone tell your face about it? And I think the same's for joy. Turn your frown upside down. You've got it inside of you. Let's live like it. In Isaiah 35.10, this says, An everlasting joy will be upon their heads. They will find joy and gladness, and sorrow and sighing will flee away. Your sorrow and your sighing will flee. We will find joy and gladness. So whatever you're facing right now, it is possible that it will flee. Psalms 30.11 also says, You have turned my mourning into joyful dancing, and you have taken away my clothing of mourning and clothed me with joy. Point number two is that we need to choose his joy. Always. Or at least very, 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 very regularly. Um, receiving his joy, like I said, is, is like receiving the Holy Spirit. It's accepting that you, you have received it. It's as simple as that. If you've got the Holy Spirit, you have joy. And we're going to pray afterwards that if you haven't received the Holy Spirit, we want to pray for you this morning as well. But it's another thing choose, choosing it. And I said in the first service, it's almost like um, an orphan being adopted into a family that, that can offer them a lot of things, but they don't choose to take any of it. You've been adopted, so receiving that family, you've got it, but you don't accept the food they put on the table or his new clothes for you but we don't accept any of it. It's like this with joy. We've got to choose to, to receive what God has given us. It's like a tool in our tool belt to draw upon when we do require it. If we choose joy, our default reaction will change from being one of defeat or fear to being one of strength and love. So I want to ask us all this morning that whatever we are facing, if we can picture it in front of us, that do you feel strong in it or do we feel pretty fearful of it? Like it's very easy to think that life's never going to change or how am I going to get through this? That very easy to choose the fear and be overwhelmed with our circumstances. I... I guess the challenge in that, that is this next point, that God's strength needs to have control, more control in our lives than our weaknesses do. As I said, we all have weaknesses, but are they stronger than God's control in your life? Do you know who you have fighting in your corner for you? Because this joy, as I said, is the foundational bit to being able to endure it. 
We don't know how long things go on for, but he gives us the strength to get through them. When we choose joy, we are choosing the gifts of the Holy Spirit and asking God to show us a way through our circumstances. This is probably my main point this morning that I really want to, you to get is um, joy changes us from being the victim in the valley to being triumphant over our trials. The way I picture this is um, in those old American movies, you're in the valley down the bottom between two mountains and all the Indians start coming over the top. This army is starting to intrude. And I don't know how I'd feel in that place, but I'd be the victim, that's for sure. Um, So this joy is more about a perspective change to being the one standing on the mountain going, I can see my circumstance and you've got nothing on on me from where I'm standing looking down. Psalms 28.7 encourages us, The Lord is my strength and my shield. I trust him with all my heart. He helps me and my heart is filled with joy and I burst out in songs of thanksgiving. This point number two of choosing joy, how? How do we do this? We need to pause for a minute with what we're faced with. It's a fork in the road of either letting the fear and worry in and choosing that path or remembering that we are what we are facing is God's to win. It's something worth rejoicing about because takes us like I said from being the victim if we've chosen fear and worry uh, to being triumphant knowing that God's got this let's bring him into the fight with us so just with back to those points number one is we're receiving his joy this is God teaching us how to use it we are more than conquerors Romans 8 37 tells us in all things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us And in Philippians 4.13, you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. Point number two, we're choosing his joy. We are remembering to check that tool belt for resources God has given us to use. 2 Timothy 1.7 says, God has not given us a spirit of fearfulness, but of power and love and of discipline. This leads me to my last point, that how do we use this joy as a strength? How do we fight with it? This was the bit that I guess God was teaching me in my bedroom in college that it strengthens me physically, but I can activate it, I guess. I have to choose that joy each time. And that is um, returning what the enemy throws at us with what God has given us. God has given us this joy. Do you think the enemy wants us to be happy? No, if we can be joyful in our circumstances and go, we have God on our side, the enemy doesn't stand a chance. So we need to respond to our circumstances with joy that strengthens instead of the fear that weakens. We need to respond to our circumstances by throwing the promises of God for your life back at him instead of the lies that are chaining us. It's by lifting our hands in worship to a God that is always with us instead of siding with the unbelief that we aren't good enough and by throwing the truths of who you are in God and not the lies the enemy tries to fool you with. Joy changes us from being the victim in the valley to being triumphant over our trials. Another lesson, or it was a, 
preaching I was listening to at college, this preacher was talking about um, laughing at the liar. And his, it was a weird message in the sense that it made you feel uncomfortable because all he did in the message was he asked, he threw out a lie and we had to laugh, like physically laugh back at it. And he was teaching us, so he just kept throwing out lies of like the enemy would say um, that you're not good enough and you'd all have to crack up laughing because it was teaching us that, hey, you don't have to believe that. You don't have to accept that. That is not who you are. It's that it's being able to stand at the face of it and go, no, you're not gripping me, so I'm going to laugh back at it because that's exactly what the enemy doesn't want. Let's call his bluff. Let's laugh at the lie. He knows that God is on our side and will do anything to keep us from living like God is on our side. He throws fear at us, the overwhelmingness of negative thoughts, the anxiety that stops us from doing what we should. But with God on our side and his joy in our hearts, we are stronger than the enemy and you are stronger than your circumstances. We see in Zechariah 4.6 that it is not by my might, uh, not by might or not by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord. We receive from his spirit joy and what we get from joy equals strength. We're going to laugh, smile and dance our way to victory. 